0: This is the Behind Closed Doors podcast, a podcast that talks about real-life issues as seen through the lens of a millennial. We are not our circumstances. Our circumstances are a part of us. So join me as we unpack these conversations. And now, host, Cece. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, someone I have known for close to 22 years we've known each other since we're about four years old we went to the same preschool and we lived in the same town we grew up as family friends and even as life threw us here and there we still got to find each other after such a long time today on behind closed doors we have tabo my longtime friend one of my oldest friends actually
1: Oh, yeah it has been 22 years eh?
0: yeah oh. it's crazy that we were like four right and now we are 20 somewhat
1: years and that was a different country different place but we still found each other Imagine. somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to behind closed doors
1: thank you thank you for having me
0: have a journey to where you're at now right to how far you've come so just how was it growing up there you know education and all that okay. what's been your journey
1: i was raised by like a normal home mother father couple mm-hmm. that were together or are together and yeah it was a normal family i went to a good school i went to a nice private preschool with yeah fancy kids and all oh, i went to an international school for like the first five years of my primary school one of the best in i would say the province like it's kind of a big deal and i was doing fine i think i was And not above average, I was maybe between good and excellent student, or pew pew as we say in Zambia here. And then, yeah, I continued in a private school for like another year or two. I was shipped to Zambia when I was doing my standard six, which is equivalent to grade six here in Zambia to write, or is it what they call attempting your grade seven exam. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did that when I was in standard six, I came to write my exams here. My primary school living exams and i was the best in the whole yeah the whole school my results were that good so i would say i was i was was the brainy kid i was the promising like she has a future eh? (laughs) like when it comes to the religious part i was shining in church that kid everybody wants singing a song memory verses doing everything the one who everybody thinks has a really bright future came to zambia to do my grade eight and nine for two years after that, went back to Zam- to Botswana, did two more years of high school. So I pretty much just spent 10 years in school, which was a big deal. Like instead of completing my studies at 17, I completed at 15. So I was like the mini genius, like, yeah, I'm not genius, genius newsworthy, but from our society and community, like, yeah, like she's, she's doing something and I knew I was doing something cause everybody said, so <laughs> like it was something huge. I was making moves. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that has been.
0: You're a child genius. Ch- uh-huh. You wouldn't say child genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, finishing school at 15, I remember actually when um you were leaving to say, oh no, I'm going to write standard seven. Yeah, and yeah. everyone was like, oh my gosh, you were in standard yeah, like, six. So because like, oh. of all of you going, oh my gosh, it's like, I'm doing this kind of thing. And then you come back, and when you come back, because. Uh, You had written, I think, grade 9 or something? Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. meaning that pushed you like Into two grades a- ahead than us, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, two
0: grades. So, Because high
1: school, that side is
0: grade, two years yes. instead of three years. So, mm-hmm. I did
1: two years of junior secondary here and then two years that side. So, she comes back and she's now
0: our senior. Four.
1: And all my classmates are in form 2. Yes. So that was like a huge thing because I was this tiny thing in high school, and I'm hanging out with kids and everybody like, oh no, but she's at like, my own senior because that was like the biggest high school, in our in, in yeah. our little, yeah. little town,
0: yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, Tabo is just you know she's doing it. She skipped <laughs> grade seven, she <clears> skipped <throat> two more grades, and now she's like fifteen and she's finishing high school, and. You came to Zambia.
1: Yeah. So yeah, after I was done with high school, got my results, and came back to Zambia. Yeah. Or was it coming back? Okay, yeah. We will say coming back to Zambia. And started applying for uni.
0: A 15 year old.
1: Yeah, so I actually had to wait to turn 16 to get my NRC, because every university required that I needed an NRC, so yeah, I did that. But then by then I was six, I, I then turned 16. Oh,
0: okay. So I got the NRC and started applying. How is it being here now after having most of your life in Botswana?
1: I, I really, it was different. Obviously the the move, like different cultures, different country, different place. There was that move as well. But then you're so confident because you've been making big moves in your head. What has been happening in your life has always been like big, like, yeah, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up kind of moves. Oh my goodness. And then you get here, and then you're told your results are not really that. They're, like, back there, they're like, you got 44 points! Oh my god! Obviously, you're going to UB, you're going out of the country. But then here, they convert them to the Zambian system, and Oh yeah you passed you passed and you're like oh my goodness <laughs> oh my god so that but that, that didn't stop me like it hurt me a little like oh so yeah here i i didn't like okay but yeah i still i still passed like yeah, yeah. it's still good enough for university and whatever but it's not and like i have like a
0: head start like start, yeah. two
1: years ahead of my friends exactly mm-hmm. so i'm like okay i'm gonna do this i had this little thing planned out my results everybody would look at my results and like you know you can literally study anything Cause it was just like A's and B's. Like there's no course. Like your results are perfect. Like what do you want to do? <laughs> like the world is in your hands. <laughs> so what did you do?
0: <laughs> what did you do?
1: Oh yeah. So I applied to the university of Zambia. I wasn't accepted obviously. And then I applied to Apex university cause I wanted to do medicine, MBCHP.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was accepted. I started a year later. Yeah, so I stayed home for, like, one year. So I started in university when I was 17. A smart, tiny girl shows up at university, probably the youngest around, and everybody's just, oh, who that? She's so tiny. And she speaks with an accent, because at that time, my Botswana accent was too... really strong and yeah. noticeable. So, yeah, I'm like, we we can do this. We can do this at school. Like, the advice people are giving it's medicine, study hard. Like, I've never failed at anything. But, okay, I get you. I got this. Yeah, like, I, I got this. Don't worry. And then... Yeah, did the first semester, did okay. Was a bit disappointing, but it was okay. I made it to the next semester mm-hmm. and I didn't do okay. <laughs> Maths showed me flames and I wasn't allowed to proceed to the second year. So I was like, oh, it's just a delayment by six months. So, like, it's common, it's it's medicine. Like, six months, like, people get delayed by two or three years. I'll still in first year. Is like, yeah, six months is okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still same timeline like yeah we'll get this degree be a doctor get our masters after so yeah i did that six months i remained behind to clear my mathematics continue to second year and cleared second year with normal colors because now as i were to say i actually have to work hard like the knowledge isn't natural i don't know <laughs> like it wore off or something or like yeah like i actually had to put in
0: some effort and you know that thing where because you're smart in high school or whatever you think you're smart forever but then when yeah. you get to varsity it's like nah honey yeah like it, it humbles you it <laughs> kind of like you you need to put in some effort
1: yeah so yeah so I made it to second year cleared I made it to third year which was like now starting the actual degree because the first two years are natural sciences and pre-med mm-hmm. so third year is like yeah it's a big deal you've made it to medicine school of medicine like you're really a medical student and yeah I was happy. I thought it would actually be much easier because the courses I, I was doing were actually in line with what I actually wanted to do. It was got rid of the physics and the everything that didn't make sense. And we're not concentrating on human stuff, like human biology, the deep anatomy, physiology, biochemistry. And yeah, I didn't do well in three out of those five subjects I was taking. So I had to repeat a whole year. That was really depressing. <laughs> but then I couldn't really, I wasn't completely depressed because I recognized that I had a role to play. I didn't put in as much effort as I should have.
0: Yeah.
1: So it was, it, it shocked me. I didn't expect it, but then yeah, it it had to happen. Like I looking back now, I'm like, okay, I didn't put in as much effort. So I redid the year again, spent another almost 21,000 at the time (laughs) to redo my third year. And I had to take the three courses I failed. I had to take all the courses, unfortunately, but yeah, I concentrated on the three courses I failed and. Results came out. I put in my all, actually, here, like, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm an above average person, and yeah. I think I'm, like, pretty quick at catching concepts and learning and memorizing and whatever, understanding. So I think I did my best. I put in my all. I was still playing and having fun, but, A, I put in my all, and then I failed. <laughs> and the worst part is I failed the subject that I thought was the easiest or the subject that everybody expects you to not have a challenge with. I had initially failed anatomy, physiology, and biochemistry. I managed to clear anatomy and physiology and failed biochemistry. So that was like, again, after all the effort, like this time I made a deliberate effort to be deliberate about this, put my all in, steady. It really crushed me because it's like, am I really supposed to be a doctor? Like I know I found people who were doing this three, four times, who've been repeating these courses for the fourth time, and I'm like, I don't think I have that in me. Like, isn't this just a sign? Like, I was getting encouragement from other people, like, you can still do this, it's just a hurdle. But I was like, really? That broke me, because like, failing twice, like the first time I get, yeah, it was a mistake, but this time, what, am I not as smart as I thought I was? Is my dream of being a doctor just, yeah, not going to happen? Like, was I dreaming big? was the world selling me dreams it was
0: you it was a lot at the time yeah and how old are you now i'm now 26. no 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 as in how old were you at this time when all oh. this is not happening because you started you started earlier saying you started varsity yeah, at, 17. Yeah, at
1: 17 18 so i think i was like 20 at the time That should i mean 19 or 20 somewhere around there or maybe 19 going to 20.
0: okay so now you're bit more mature than you were before right yeah so uh do you think this is now at the point where you'd say a lot of things started going downhill from there
1: yeah i think so
0: okay so take us through the journey of how things now move from failing at that's third year now yeah that's third year how does how does life move now from there do you go back rewrite it do you so
1: yeah i think i was just done with it i didn't handle that failure
0: nicely i was done with it i
1: was done with medicine and i think what also made me like motivated me to just get rid of it was the finances like my i was coming from a place where i didn't have the luxury of giving it another try and i needed something that i would be sure would work out so at this point i was even desperate to go and do a diploma in teaching or anything like i just wanted out i just wanted to get whatever paper and just say i'm done with school mm-hmm. and start working but then yeah through research and many more things i discovered the course that i finally ended up doing the bachelor of science in clinical medicine so i applied to another school Eden university i was exempted from the first two years it's a five-year program so i did my three years from there mm-hmm. so that went pretty okay it was yeah that like I put in my effort. It wasn't like smooth sailing, but it was, it was fine. I and now you graduated. In, and then I graduated. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that was okay. Yeah. That was last year. It should have been the other year, but COVID.
0: So I graduated last year. So are you doing something that you love now or, cause I think clearly you wanted to do medicine. Uh-huh. Is it that you wanted to do medicine or it's because it's the right thing to do? You know, it's what your, you know, kids are always encouraged. Oh, you know, medicine accounts all those things always it's something that you're actually passionate about
1: uh honestly i think from the beginning it was because it's what is expected of you when you have good grades and immediately they see a young person doing fine from the time you're young and you're like preschool primary school like oh she's gonna be a doctor oh our little doctor because yeah that's smart you're that brainy but then over time i actually noticed that it is something i want to do like i think when i actually did start medicine I noticed that I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else, and honestly, I can't imagine myself doing anything not health related. Okay. So yeah, it, it was both way. It's my personal motivation and also of external forces that contributed towards, yeah, me wanting to do medicine and ending up. I'm so grateful that I actually ended up
0: doing clinical medicine, which is in the same field. So away just from your education, let's talk about life in general. How has that been? How's that going? Cause you know, obviously, when you do medicine, it's like, mm-hmm. oh wow, I'm gonna get paid. I'm yeah. gonna have a lot of money now. Uh-huh. I'm going to be that person. Yeah, like, like I'm saving like lives on it. top of saving lives. Like I'm, I'm okay. enjoying life, soft life now because. No, is... not really
1: soft, but you're okay. You will never
0: be hungry, but yeah, 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 you're good. So now, how is the social aspect of your life? Oh, it was actually crazy because I
1: grew up pretty privileged. I grew up not the softest life but i grew up okay like i had everything i needed i had shelter i had clothing i never slept hungry at any point growing up but then things kind of changed a bit after coming to zambia and finances were a huge issue and you now see the strain it's putting on the parents and the people who are actually paying for you and you want to lessen that burden and do something to soften it so yeah i had to figure out a way of surviving because it just wasn't enough there's only so much they could do and yeah just the basic needs were becoming a really huge challenge so i had to figure out what to do and the easiest way like the student mindset it's business buy something sell something make profit survive and that is what i did for yeah like i think the first thing i actually tried to start doing was avon (laughs) Like yeah. I've, been, <laughs> I've been through businesses. Like, I'm um, the typical. I think that's the typical. I see a lot of young people doing that. I hope it actually works out for them. I don't know if it's going to work out for me. I know this is like, yeah, five years later, and I'm saying this, but yeah. I see. So you,
0: we, you were pushed into intra- entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because, yeah, you did mention that, you know, you were going to like international schools and you're going to like the best schools, schools. in the towns and whatnot. Yeah. And now, here you are starting to do Avon, to yeah not because it's a hobby or you love
1: to i mean i love money but then the motivation of also okay i kind of need to because yeah food uh rents due the boarding house the landlord needs rent i need to do my hair and look presentable so you need to supplement whatever money whatever little is coming in so i started doing avon ordering from south africa reselling Avon. i think i did that from like my second year Till my third year. Like, my second, third year. Like, if you get what I mean, since mm-hmm. I was in third year twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I continue. I did that for more. I did Avon for almost three or four years. Like, I survived from Avon. I tried doing clothes and handbags from Tanzania at well during the same period. Yeah. I think a year after Avon, I mixed both Avon and the clothes and the handbags. Clothes from China as well. Like, I, I
0: pretty much did it all. And you know that. <laughs> so... <laughs> I do remember you you'd always every every other month you have a new business <laughs> yeah. that you were pushing. Yeah. So it's like, "Oh guys, I'm now doing it Avon's. Is, oh no, yeah. guys, I'm now doing this." And uh clearly it it did put food on your table, right? Yeah. But um how what were the struggles with that?
1: I hated it. I hate I'm not a very good speaker. I'm not very good social. I don't have a I don't know, social skills mm-hmm. aren't on the level of actually being in the forefront. Maybe I could pump in money and let somebody do the business and the talking. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. So it was really straining on me. It was so annoying, but I just had to do it because I love money as well and I need to eat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was really juggling school and also doing that. Like It's not a big deal for some people because it's natural to them and they actually enjoy it. But for me, it's it's a struggle. Like I I don't really enjoy trying to negotiate with people and kind of beg them to buy your stuff in a way I, I hear what them. you're
0: saying hey uh you know some things it's not for all of us hey? it isn't because i think i tried to do some business stuff because
1: you did what table charm was it what, what did you it think? was
0: actually Avon. it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually yeah. Avon. and then i was i try. i think when i got my first batch i sold that and I yeah. never did it did again. It again. Just like, I said, no. you know what? I I can't manage to keep begging people to buy things from me because why are you not <laughs> yeah, buying? Like, that's the thing. Like I want I, to eat. I, I you like know, begging. I want to eat. Why are you, you want not buying this my thing? Things? Just
1: buy it. Like why should we go back and forth mm-hmm. and dance around the fire before you say, okay, I'll get it? Or yeah, like it's perfume. Do you want it? Do you not? It's a handbag. It's pretty. Do you want it? Do you not? And I can't like. Stressing, trying to think of who might want it, who might not. How do I get people to want it, even if they don't want it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're like a small business, sh- you're like everything. Yeah, you're a marketing person. you're your customer psychologist. You're like yeah, everything all in one. You're the accountant. You just it's it's hectic. It's I respect people who actually do that and are making it because it's not easy. Like I have tried. I'm still struggling with that because I've gone through everyone. I've gone through thrift, salaula, Like I've been. To city market every week going there washing clothes and ironing them and selling them to people like I have done that and it's
0: just so exhausting it can be extremely exhausting so after all those um, businesses and all these things that you've been trying to push you finally graduate, right yeah so do you now get a job what happens now how's life looking Okay, so,
1: yeah, obviously I thought, you know, I'm doing a course which is on demand, as people say here in Zambia. It's a health course. It's a health program. Hospitals are, yeah, doctor, patient population is really low, whatever you're needed. But then, yeah, I graduated mid last year. I had been actively applying. I have still been actively applying to every private hospital you can think of, every advert I spend... Like you know how we go on twitter and instagram and every day and whatsapp like one of my things is Zambia <laughs> jobs as well yeah. every day and i'm applying to everything like a day or two there would be nothing related to me three four days later i'll come pop find something pops up i send an application i'm there I'm making a new cv tailoring a new like i've been doing that for yeah for almost a year now i'd say like okay slightly less than a year and unfortunately i haven't gotten any response yet i was hoping my big break would come when the ministry of health was having the mass health workers recruitment but yeah that didn't happen didn't go as planned so yeah that really threw me off because that was like the biggest break i was like even though i'm struggling to apply and to be picked or to find something to do with my degree like i know that will come through like but yeah that that really hit me it hit me for like a day actually I'm like, really, seriously, what now? Like, what am I doing with my life now? because <laughs> yeah. that's all I can do, like I clearly can't do business cause the first thing every Zambian tells you is ah oh, business, I'm like, no, <laughs> i can't do business like it's something i have I know I have accepted, even though I'm still doing it, but it's not something I'm good at they're yeah. better they're things I'm better at, but unfortunately, they need me to first be employed in a health facility (laughs) for me like that's the worst part about the one thing I might be good at
0: so you know how people are always like no don't worry you know everything happens for a reason we can always try this and like you just mentioned business is not for you and people keep telling you no keep pushing this because you you have you you really are pushing like the things you, you know like you're because buying everything i'm selling <laughs> i i i really do try to support people because i know how hard it is right how just life hits you and so you've done even you've done the clothes you're yeah, done your bags you've done handbags you are you tried applying corporate you like you yeah, tried like, the corporate world you tried your own career yeah nothing is working like guys i
1: just i actually just quit my job uh today i tried being a receptionist
0: (laughs) and And even that didn't work Even
1: that didn't work it's like three months it was a good experience i appreciate the experience actually because like wow okay
0: but that didn't work as well so now after all these things all these hurdles that you're finding you know i thought this is going to be a success story (laughs) (laughs) but we're not (laughs) I'm not rushing you or anything. I I thought we're yeah, heading no, to success. no, no, no. The,
1: the journey continues. <laughs> the journey continues.
0: So after all these things that you're trying, and now that you've quit your job, where are your feelings at? How does life look right now? Where are your feelings? What are you feeling like? What's happening?
1: I, I think for now I'm not feeling anything. It's like one day at a time. Cause at this point. I think I'm not the one in control. There must be some other forces. I'm living it to the universe, to God. Like, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I'm living it to God. I'm I'm living it to anything that's in control.
0: Because you're not the one in yeah, control. Yeah, because clearly I have tried to take control and it's just not really gone as planned. And, um, you know, nobody really talks about how how failure affects you. Because... And not even from a point of jealousy, but you see like maybe people that you grew up with or just other people out there, like on the internet or whatnot, you see these people, their life is just moving accordingly Accordingly
1: to how you want. Like, yeah, we grew up with the same people. So you would know, like you get exactly what I'm
0: talking about. eh? So it's about how come my things are not balancing for me? Like what What? have I
1: been doing wrong or what am I paying for?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, is there some type of curse out there that is saying, "Yo, Cici or Tabo, you didn't, yeah. you messed up here, yeah, so now so. you're going to pay for the next, however many years." Because looking at your journey, and you said, "Um, you started all these failings and whatnot when you're like in first year, yeah," and it's been how long now?
1: Yeah, like when? When does the when, when do get the, the success story, the one we read in motivational books? Like, I wanna write a book too i was going through at some point you're going through the failures and like huh i guess i'll write a book about it like maybe i need to go through these i actually met a proclaimed man of god who told me i'm going through everything to be a motivation (laughs) to somebody in the future so i was like you know what that's the only reason i can actually think of right now because what is this like why what is going on
0: I'm so sorry it's not funny <laughs> I don't know, but, but,
1: but, but, but yeah like so it's like huh so at some point I was like you know what I, I, I'll do this like it'll be a story to tell but
0: guys when and, am I telling that story and 8 years later <laughs> and the I'm the just like, through hasn't come okay my story is gonna be really long <laughs> so is there like so you're saying now you've left it to God
1: so and in for now i mean like for maybe the next few days because <laughs> everything just happened
0: <laughs> oh my goodness i can't believe i guess they say if you can't cry you should you laugh, laugh at your pain right because <laughs> Clearly, Tab was having a blast. If I tell you that she's fallen off the chair, she's rolling on the floor at her like, pain. It's not even funny. Um, like I've had my depressed moments. I have, I have cried about
1: it. I have stressed myself into depression about why things aren't going. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. The way I thought they should be. Like this is completely different from what I expected. At twenty six I shouldn't have been here. But I am here jobless. Like I'm happy and I'm appreciative of the things I have. I have a loving family, I have a loving husband, and I'm not starving. Nobody around me or close to me is starving. So I'm happy about that. But then it's just my personal <laughs> journey, which is like, what? Like like I'm happy about it. Yeah, it would be worse, but it's still not what I want so i'm not going to hold on to the fact that it could be worse because most people use that as a way of comforting people or comforting themselves but yeah i know it could be worse it could be worse for everybody even the people
0: who it's worse for it could be worse for them you know i hate that i hate that phrase so much it could be worse because darling it's worse right right it's worse right right now now. i'm going through it now. now this is i think this thing of having to trivialize people's pain hey I think it also what kind of makes people spiral into depression. And I know it, it comes from a good place. That's the thing. It comes from a good place. Yeah. But
1: it's a way of like, but we need to find a balance. Like, yeah, appreciate the good things that happen. Appreciate some things you happen that you have. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't make you ignore the pain that it makes you feel. You're allowed to feel a certain way because you had your dreams and your goals and your wants and needs. And if they're not happening your way, you you're allowed to feel sad about it you're allowed to be depressed about it like what would depress me shouldn't be the same thing that depresses you so just because it doesn't make sense to one person shouldn't mean should make sense to that I don't know what I'm saying but yeah you probably
0: (laughs) yeah I, I get that and I think these are some of the things that people kind of hide and they don't want to show how much failure actually affects people. Because, you know, people try to ignore failure so much to make it yeah. look like it's, you know, an inevitable part of life or it's 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 a phase. Mm-hmm. But look at how you're saying that you haven't gotten your breakthrough and it's yeah, been like, all this time. So how long is the phase supposed the to thing. be the phase? Nobody's actually talking about how painful it, it is, is to, to go through failure, to try one thing after exactly. the next, one thing after the other and still not hitting it especially that when you you when you set out your life Mm -hmm. you had a plan to say you know what i'm gonna study medicine yeah i'm gonna get a job in the ministry i'm gonna work in the hospital i'm gonna save lives i'll be with my husband i'll make i'll have my kids whatever and things just kind of shift yeah and it's not working at the time that you had planned it to work
1: you know what i've just thought of many people who are listening to this will probably be saying Everybody has their journey. Everybody has... It's their own time. It's God's time. You just need to figure out what you do. Change plans. Adjust. But we've read it all and we've read it all. Like, we've read motivational books. We've read all the things. And we know that everybody has their own journey. But that doesn't mean I'm going to embrace and be happy about every part of my journey.
0: Because it's it is like, heavy. Yeah.
1: Like, I acknowledge that this is my journey. And... I'm not going to look at the other person who's flying while I am on the bumps and say, oh, it's my journey, I'm happy. Like No, I would also like to fly. But so that I don't know that it's my journey, it is. I'll go through it because I have to, because it's my burden, but I'm
0: not going to pretend I'm completely okay with it. So. That, is, that is very powerful. And so now when the depression hits, what, how did you manage to get yourself out of the depression
1: i i had to do a lot of talking to myself to get myself out of it but there was a point where there was not much i could do to help myself and i needed somebody to help me and that's when i actually started therapy that was last year yeah you know that helped me a lot like it's it's something i never imagined I encouraged people to go for therapy I encar- but it's not something I imagine myself needing and I, I wish I had actually done it earlier but then yeah like a lot happened in a short space of time which triggered me to actually spiral to the very bottom and realize to say I need help here
0: I need somebody to pull me up you know I'm such a big advocate of therapy because um I say this because I, <coughs> I, I see my therapist every week and so much has happened, like so much has changed since that. And you know, we're in a society where it's not the first thing that someone will go to. Because I remember when I was telling someone that I am going through the most. I'm depressed, yeah. I'm suicidal. Mm-hmm. And they said, we rebuke that in Jesus' in name. <laughs> like- I said, What? <laughs> Like you know, it's okay I could to have Jesus kill myself and a tomorrow. Like I always keep telling Christian, keep telling Christians that it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. And I think also it's really just our society. It's it's termed as white people diseases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not to a point where mental health is, you know. It's
1: like if you actually need help for your mental, like you're being dramatic. Like yes. What do you mean? You like mean- you know
0: what you can? You're eating Shema, yeah, You can yes. afford to get pizza, but depression is not like the absence of happiness. It's so much other things that Mm. make you go rock bottom and that you took the route of therapy is really just applauding on your part because you got to a point where you realize that on my own, Mm -hmm. I have tried and obviously it's not like you didn't talk to your friends or your family, but you needed someone who is
1: actually trained trained for
0: that for that. And which is a good thing i think there's there's really need for a lot of mental health awareness in our country so much like we because
1: such a long way to go yes
0: because people don't take mental issues seriously, seriously because the next person will just say you know what Tabo, i haven't been working also but you know i finally got my job no, and so, so i understand you, that but I'm going through it now yeah. and it's painful today. It's not painful oh. next time. It's painful right now. Yeah. And I'm failing to handle or you know experience yeah. this pain. I need I need a breakthrough. <laughs> it's like oh, God, I know things are work at your time but like, like, are you looking at the like time what's happening
1: like <laughs> look at the it, clock. Yeah,
0: <laughs> make yeah. it work today. Exactly. Make it work now. What well, how uh, so you this journey of yours how did that affect because I know you're a Christian you Mm -hmm. grew up Christian very much Um, how did this journey affect your relationship with God
1: Um, I don't know I think fortunately it didn't completely I've seen how this can break people completely and affect their relationship with God and they stray away completely from him and just cut him off But fortunately for me, it actually didn't for some reason. I don't know why I I wouldn't say I'm better than others, but for some reason, it just, it didn't shake. I had moments where obviously I'm not the most faithful person and have the most faith. I had phases or periods where I am, I'm doubting everything and I'm doubting my relationship with God and his existence. A few times you have those for like a few weeks, but then you always get back because Sometimes somehow he always gives you a sign to say he's still there <laughs> at those moments when you're like Really like I've been believing and th- like I gave my life to this person. He's supposed to have my back He died on the cross for me. What's what's happening? All things work for good, but what good and just when I'm about to lose hope There's always something small like that's just enough to keep me at some point I was actually laughing and like it feels like a toxic relationship like I, I don't know I know most people might be offended but like yeah at some point I actually started going through the relationship I have with God I'm like it feels a little toxic sometimes because mm. you're like you know what this is not working out like what's what's happening but then again we're back like you you throw in like a small sign to say no nah, I'm here I'm good I still love you and then you're like ah okay and that, it's been working
0: in, in retrospect I know I ask this a lot I guess now it'll be my signature signature question so in retrospect what do you think you'd have done differently
1: on which part every
0: part what do you think do you think there was a point where you said if I changed that one thing there maybe my life would have gone a different direction to how it's gone now
1: you know that's actually the worst part about it I can't think of any thing huge or major that would have changed my life i look at every decision i make probably the one i laugh about a lot i don't know if i really take it serious is maybe not having come back to zambia but i don't i can only imagine how life would be i don't really know but i can only imagine i don't think it would be the way it was Mm -hmm. but i'm not sure i wouldn't know but then besides that looking at all the other decisions i made looking at like i don't know if i would make them any other way that's the thing if somebody was to ask me to redo the past ten years I feel like I did everything right or normal so I don't really know what I would change to improve mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'll probably need somebody to point it out to me because I'm biased towards
0: myself True. Sure. yeah and so now um, what would you have needed what would you have needed to be told or what type of support would you have needed throughout this journey to make it much easier seeing as how you tried everything and it's not money, that money, 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 <laughs>
1: money. Like, I'm not, like hey, I love money. Honestly, like the one thing I've learned from this is I don't want my kids. Like, I feel like I went through a lot of this because of limited finances. Like my decisions were based so much on finances that I feel maybe that's where I would have run, but that's something that was out of my control and everyone else. So if I have control over it, it's one thing I have promised myself. I don't know how. If I will make if I don't die before <laughs> I make it on this journey of ours. <laughs> but yeah, I, would, I don't want money to be the controlling factor of any, anything I want to do or how I want to live my life. Like, I should have other hurdles or my kids should have other hurdles that have nothing to do with money. Because money gives you the freedom to actually explore and be who you want to be. But without that, you're kind of forced into spaces or into
0: things you might not have wanted to do that is actually very powerful because you know um, most people feel shy to be honest about things and for you to just open up and say yo yeah. <laughs> all I needed <laughs> was well, the money everything yeah. else would have worked out um, so as a sort of wrap up <coughs> what would you what would you want to tell somebody like if given a minute to just speak, what would you want to tell somebody right now? Looking at your journey in what way you're trying to go, what would you just want to tell someone?
1: So I've gotten this question a lot at the end of conversations and I have always avoided it and I'm still going to avoid it cause I don't know what I would have wanted to hear at that point. Or what like, you still want to hear. Or now. what I still want to hear. Like, I don't know if there's something I actually. I know some people need to hear a word of encouragement, but I had it all. I had the encouragement. So I struggle to actually give that to people because I've never been in a position where you need encouragement. I've always had that encouragement and motivation and support from people. The emotional part. I've had, yeah, I've pretty had, like, not the best, but it was good enough. I wasn't lacking on that part. So I never know what to say. And I never, I don't know what I would say to me five years ago if I was to meet me really because I don't think it had anything to do with what I needed to hear it
0: just has everything to do with God and the universe
1: like that's from my
0: point so I can't imagine myself in another perspective that's quite painful is it? yeah because I've done everything right (laughs) why am I struggling? (laughs) I know wow this conversation could last for a very long time. It's could, it could. It really could. Guys, Tabo is out here selling potatoes, <laughs> selling clothes, selling I'm, perfume, I'm doing it all, job hunting. Job hunting. Like everything is just happening to support Tabo. She's about to give us where she's found online so that you can buy her pot. Please guys, buy her potatoes. I bought her potatoes, they're really nice. And I'm not saying this because she's my friend, but they're really nice. Support her. <coughs> about, where do we find you? How do we support you? Uh, so I'm active on Twitter.
1: My handle is at Q-Q. Okay, let me just spell it out. <laughs> Q-T-E-E, lowercase, joy. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, that's the same handle for Instagram as well. On Facebook, I'm Tabo Lokato. T-A-B-O and then Lokato. Tabas, it's been amazing having this conversation with you. Thank you. At least I've had to laugh my pain away again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's important. I it's really important.
0: It Therapy low-key, eh? Y- yep. <laughs> Can you relate to the episode? I know for a fact... I'm not the only one who has experienced failure. What is your story? Do leave us a review or comment on the links below. Till next time, this is it from Behind Closed Doors. Join us again in the next episode.